This podcast is a part of Dear Asian Youth, a youth-led magazine aimed towards Asian activism for Asian youth by Asian youth. Follow us on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and more at Dear Asian Youth to get all the updates on the latest articles, poetry, prose, podcasts, campaigns, and more. Dear Asian Girl, a podcast dedicated to uplift and share Asian girls' stories everywhere. Today, Alina is going to be talking about Asian women in politics. Hello everyone, Alina here, and welcome to what I believe is our 14th episode. I unfortunately do not have Jen here to correct me on this, um, but today's episode is a little bit non-traditional for our normal episode structure, but I got to interview a very, very special person. Uh, who is my mother, and she is actually an Asian woman in politics. And so for this episode, we got to talk about all things related to Asian women in politics, the disparities and backlash that they face, and my mother's experience with uh, working at local government. And I hope you guys enjoy, and it is definitely worth listening to, not that I'm biased. (laughs) Um, So yeah, stay tuned. This is Alina here, and today I am with a very special guest um, who is also my mom. And today uh, we are going to be talking about Asian women in politics and just in general the disparities that Asian women face um, when going about and into this field. And so, mom, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> hi, all. I don't know if I should say hi, all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it works. It works. But, uh, Anything's fine. Hi, everyone. I'm Bina Manan, and I served for a couple years on the Pocatello, Idaho City Council, and I was the first Muslim female to serve in that role, and Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life, um, aside from my kids. Yeah, I'm... I served for about two years, um, starting 2018, Yeah, and till the start of 2020, like my term ended January of 2020, but uh, that was quite an experience. I learned so much on the job and, uh, and there's a great amount of learning in public service where you are oh, a public completely. servant and you are learning about your community, what their demands are, what their requests are, and you kind of become, become aware of all those things. So yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did. And so, yes, we, and I want to get more into like your experience working on the council, but I guess some background information. How long did you say you worked on the council? And it was it was in a red state. So a Muslim woman, and that too, an Asian woman on a city council in a red state was a very interesting experience for you. Um, so do you want to first explain kind of what your role is as a city councilwoman and kind of what your job entails around the roles and responsibilities for that? Sure. So I'll give you a little background. I am of Pakistani descent, and I have... Uh, three children. I had an early start of my kids and everything. So I had a lot going on for sure. Yeah. Um, and I went back to college kind of after I had my children and I finished my undergrad through that process. And it just gave me this really, you know, going to college really gave me the exposure of political science and government. Mm -hmm. And and I never realized how much I enjoyed and loved it. So that kind of like put the bug in my head that one day I want to be in, um, government work in some capacity. And, Mm -hmm. and so 
anyhow, long story short, eventually I found myself in a position which an opportunity that came up with the, the Pocatello City Council when somebody had, one of the council members had moved on to a different position mm -hmm. as a county commissioner. So a seat had opened up and it was open for an appointment from the mayor. Yeah. And in the appointment, it, you know, they request you to send in your, obviously your um, resume, why you're interested and why you should serve. And I think when I applied, there were about 13 other candidates who wanted to. Oh, wow. That That's role. a lot. I didn't even know that. Yeah, about 13 <laughs> other candidates wanted to fulfill that wow. role. And fortunately, the mayor, you know, he supported my appointment and he nominated me to finish that term that was left open from the previous council member. So yeah, so that's, I put my name in. I just, uh, I just felt like it was a right time to do it. I mm -hmm. had, you know, the kids are a little bit older. You guys are a little bit older now. Yeah. Right? And I had a lot of family support. And I think that's the key right there, having the family support mm -hmm. to allow you to pursue your you know, your passions and your dreams and, and kind of start, you know, to allow you to focus on that as well. Um, so I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so I served in that role. And uh, yeah, and that's what got me there. Uh, but you know, prior to that, I think there was we've been in Idaho and in Pocatello for about 15, 16 years. And as a minority family, there are not many Pakistani Muslims in the region. So I yeah, think we kind of also many. stood out based on that. And also, yeah. also because we give back to our community quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I think our track record shows our family's track record and my track record shows that we are very dedicated to bettering our community, our you know, and giving back to our uh, to our neighbors, to our you know, to our region, and and even beyond, and to the state of Idaho in general. So I think that kind of really um, stuck in the mayor's perception as well, and I think he was confident that I was going to fulfill that position with you know, with a genuine passion for being there, and um, yeah, so that's. And I was felt really kind fortunate of that I had that. And you know, one of the other thing that was really important for me in that particular role, the city council role was, so I don't have to pick a political party to serve in the city council position. So that for me was a big deal. And you know, those are one of the issues that came up while I was on city council, these new policies that were coming up from the state government, you know, at, at the state house with this whole polarization happening in today's society that there was this big need to push, no, city council members have to pick a political party. Yeah. And for me, I absolutely stood up against that saying that we don't need to have political parties at the local level. I agree. Because we're there to serve not blue or red. We're there to serve our entire community. Yeah. And we cannot bring our, you know, personal agendas or, or, or our political, political affiliations into that role. Yeah. So. No, I completely yeah. agree. I think definitely... And I feel like a lot of times, because your role was local government, and I think I'm an avid believer that the mo the largest change and impact comes from working locally. So I think although it was a local position, it had such a large impact on our community. Right. And I noticed it myself. I mean, living in a, a small, more conservative town, it takes a lot of confidence and like trust in yourself to run for these positions because you're truly putting yourself out there. Right. And so I honestly props you, mom. You're amazing. You. <laughs> she, she, she thinks I, she thinks I'm not, I never thank her enough, no, but I think I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm, but I'm definitely proud of her. And so uh, obviously we live in Idaho and you mentioned this, not a large minority community there, except for like our family. So what was your experience like on the city council? Because it does tend to be racially, racially and like ethnically like homogenous. Did you face any backlash? I know there were some experiences, but I want to hear you talk about that kind of, did, did you ever have in your heart felt that 
I shouldn't be doing this. People don't want no, me to do it. Like, no. what was your experience? So for the most part, I think there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of community support. Yes, there were people out there that were like, oh, I can't believe you're appointing a Muslim person. Like, they, I know our mayor had heard something like, oh, you're appointing a Muslim person to city government. Like, what are you doing? And think about it. And, you know, all this Sharia law and all this that was so that mm-hmm. came up. But for the most part, I knew I had support from a majority of people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the community. So I did not, I mean, it obviously bothered me to a certain extent for yeah. a brief period. But I think it was over the overarching support I had was much more stronger and it, it helped me overlook the negative, negative, um, the negatives of, you know, being in a political position. I mean, people scrutinize you no matter what your race, oh, religion, or yeah. gender is when you're in public service, but, um, but definitely in, in a post nine 11, you know, climate, it's a little bit more intense and you have to, you know, you always have to be at your best behavior as it is. But I think mm-hmm. for certain groups of people, you just, don't have any opportunity to make any mistake um, yeah. because people hold that against your entire especially as a woman you, like yeah. not only as a woman as a woman of yeah. color people hold that against your entire community in that sense mm-hmm. that you identify with so yeah they tend to yeah. stereotype so them. i think for the most part uh and you know those comments about like i can't we are appointing a muslim person were coming from uh government officials in the state level so that's it was extremely it was alarming. coming from government yeah. officials no yeah. way so it's extremely alarming and and upsetting yeah. to know that there are people who are representing our communities our cities that have that mentality yeah so that for me what gave me the the impetus to be like no i'm gonna do more i want to exactly really put myself out there and tell them that you know what i got this and yes. i'm gonna do a great job <laughs> at it and i'm gonna do a exactly. great job at it and fortunately i had a really wonderful experience with yeah. all the all the department heads all the the city you know personnel like it was it was just so great i learned so much from them and it was it was a really great collaborative uh learning environment you know there's a lot of people who come into this position and they consider it to be powerful right they think yeah they've got this title they've got all this and they can do and say and what but i think you have to go in it with you know checking checking yourself you got to check your privilege and be like you know what i am at this job temporarily i'm new at this mm-hmm. um people who have been serving these departments and who have been in these jobs have been there for like decades. Exactly. Decades. So exactly. they know way more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can research, I can gather the policy, I can do the analysis of that and see what the implication will be for my decision. But I have to defer to their, to their knowledge and their expertise and their professionalism and work, you know, and g- gather all that information and then come up with the decision along with the other members, you know, yeah. that works for a community, but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think definitely what you said about how, and I've, this is, I don't, I don't know if this is an Idaho specific thing. I'm sure this is in a lot of other states, but our local government, the people in those positions have been there for so long, so long. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where you don't really notice the change. And that's why I think it's very important for us to support and show our like appreciation for uh, women of color who are going into politics because it's a field that's so homogenous and it is run by white men yeah. and so it's so when we do find like people like Kamala Harris, AOC and other women who are going to the political field right. we really need to show our support for them right. because just as women in general, it's very hard to get into politics, politics. As, is, but as a, long, as a yeah, exactly. minority and a person. Of, yeah. 
uh, a less predominant thing. Yeah. So you have to, yeah. yeah, we have to support one another for sure. Yeah. But you know, in politics, you have to support people you have your, vi- yeah. your vision aligns with too. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think it's really important. Sometimes people assume, well, just because they're women, we should support them. But Which the makes me is, mad, yeah. But the reality is there's a lot of women that are not pro women or yeah. pro feminists. They're not yeah. feminists at yeah. all. So you have to really look at what their policy are you know policy patterns are like when mm-hmm. they're deciding what their viewpoints are i mean look at right now we've got a supreme court nominee that yeah. is extremely but and she's a woman so people anti anti-reproductive justice i think and, yeah you know yeah but i should keep my no uh, no it's <laughs> um no i think <coughs> I, I think everyone agrees with that one honestly whoever listens to our podcast agrees with that at least i think our demographic <laughs> tends to be more left-leaning <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I have another question for you about your experience on the council. Um, I, I'll I'll jump on that really quickly. In our community, I had a really good experience with my fellow council members. Yeah. Um, when I got appointed, we actually finally had a balance after a long time, uh, Mm. male to female, uh, representatives. So that was really good. We had three males and three women serving as the council members. So that worked, um, worked out really well. And you know, like, we all have different viewpoints. Yes, our com- community tends to be more conservative as it is, but you have to work with them. You have to work with people who have different yeah. opinions than you. You have to work, um, you have to listen to them, like actively listen to their concerns. And, you know, you have to open up that door where they're willing to listen to you and vice versa. And, yeah. you know, I had council members, which are staunch Republicans and, 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 and I, and I, you know, I'm pretty progressive, but we had a really great uh, friendship built out of that and mm-hmm. we respected one another and yeah we disagreed but we talked it out we talked it through and we would come up with what serves best our community yeah based on that and I think that's definitely very important because you've you kind of mentioned this earlier but with this whole uh political party system mm-hmm. it's so it becomes so separate between people like you really don't listen to the other side yeah. because yeah. at the end of the day like your position especially in politics is to serve your community it's not to be on one party or on the other it really has to do with what's the best for the people right and i think like people really don't think about that and that's definitely overlooked a lot so and this is why i was really against having uh, political you know affiliations determined and to be council level because once you do that then you have to serve your party before you serve your community exactly and that's why i always get hesitant if you're like oh well you know why didn't you pick this side or that side it's because no i'm picking the side of my fellow citizens like Mm -hmm. my fellow community that's what i need to serve and um yeah, so political parties at the local level at the moment, I don't think should matter. Um, yeah. But we'll see how it goes in the future. And I'm not on the council anymore. So we'll <laughs> check to that. But yeah. Um, I'll make my uh, viewpoint known for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had an episode about imposter syndrome. I don't know if you listened to it or not, mom, but yeah, um, no, I'm kidding. She's very supportive. Um, so I know as someone who as an Asian woman, I personally have dealt with imposter syndrome and it comes in different forms for me. So do you have any experience with that? I know you've opened up about that before, but I just wanted to hear like, if you have any advice for people who deal with that as well, you know, you have to, uh, I've, I deal with imposter syndrome, I think on the regular, honestly, it's not (laughs) just in city council. It could also be like, so I also run a nonprofit. Uh, and sometimes when I'm running, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm the best for the job, but actually I, I, I have to remind myself that I am, I'm mm-hmm. capable. I've got a degree that supports that. Yeah. I've got the knowledge, the relationships, the networks mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but we always question ourselves. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I think it's part of how you're raised and part is, you know, as immigrants, you always are fighting to find your place. Mm-hmm. And that 
makes you feel like you like sometimes you feel like you just never belong and i think that that kind of carries into your uh, your professional lives as well Mm -hmm. when you're like oh am i am i how did i get here and you kind of question yourself and Mm -hmm. you just have to constantly remind yourself and and give your be your own high person yeah that's exactly what i said oh my god (laughs) you push yourself you have to say Mm -hmm. and obviously it really helps to have friends and your family members and people around you that are going to support you and 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 kind of give you a boost of confidence for mm-hmm. sure. But I think first and foremost, like you have to be really uh, accepting of yourself and tell, and really, and, and, and believe in yourself that, yeah, if you're going to do it and, and, you know, it, it goes, what goes with that is also knowing that sometimes you may not know everything yeah. and to be okay with it's acknowledging that, right. Mm-hmm. You need to know that I don't know everything and it's okay if I, if I say, well, I need, let me put that on pause and let me go learn about it or let me get more, gather more information and come back to it. Right. But, uh, yeah, but imposter syndrome is uh, there. I used to go to the city, like the beginning when I would go to my city council meeting, I'm like, I would look around, I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, am I just as, Aww. am I just as talented and skilled? And, you know, and I am, if, probably not, if I'm maybe a little bit more, I don't know. <laughs> no, I can that. say, but like, at least I know, I know are, like yeah. my degree, like my academics have been prepping me for that position. Yeah to be in public service, to be in government. So I know I have that. You have the academic right? background right. to I have support that, that completely. completely. Yeah, I ha- definitely have that. But uh, again, like it's a different role and you get up there and you just look at yourself among other peers. And we're always constantly judging ourselves based on other people. Yeah, I do and that that's way not fair. <laughs> and that's not, not fair to you, like, to yourself. You can't judge yourself based on like, oh, the person next to me is doing this or the person yeah. in my class is doing this. You have to not be so hard on yourself yeah. look at your accomplishments where you are where you came from and where mm-hmm. you where you are today and tomorrow you know you that it's it happens in incremental value yeah. you know, and you have to appreciate that for sure yeah and so. I know you talked about it because you you're an immigrant and you came here and so for your I know I know enough about your background but I want to have you explain it to the audience because you came to the U.S. when you were like nine years old, right, yeah. from Pakistan, yeah. and she came with her four other sisters, and they lived in New Jersey, and so I want you to talk about your background with, like, academics, because you didn't start college until, yeah. what, like, I was, like, yeah, so I, 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 okay, so my family moved to the United States from Peshawar, Pakistan, in 92, so we came as a very typical immigrant family, had, mm-hmm. you know, set our roots in the East Coast, in New Jersey, New York area, and I got married really early, like super early. So she was my 18. age, basically. Yeah, I don't know how she made <laughs> No, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's, it's no, the thing is in the South Asian community, that's very normal. It, it is. Not, and yes it's, and no, because I don't remember a lot of my friends did not get married that early. Well, I'm, well, I'm but in our in family, it, I mean, it just happened. It, we worked with the flow. We just went with it and it worked. But, um, but it's very challenging. I mean, obviously that comes with its own challenges when you get married that early. And I had kids very early. So I, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think I encourage that for you guys. No, no, all, I, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, people have to figure their lives out. And, um, but yeah, so I came from Pakistan and I was nine when I moved and we found, and I got married anyhow. So long story short, I moved to Idaho about 16 years ago and that's where we've settled and raised yeah. you guys and raised all my three kids here and our two dogs. So that's where we live now. But, yeah. uh, and that's, you know, and that I think is a really home to us. Mm-hmm. is Pocatello, Idaho. I, we, we <laughs> Weirdly travel. enough, yeah. yeah. We travel enough. We go all over, you know, we go places, but we always come back and we really find like we we belong there. Like, you yeah. know, we've done things there. We are invested in our community. We are, 
we have great friendships that we've built out there. And I mean, I, you just be on the city council is one example of that yeah, because exactly. like, no, not many people would think like whenever I tell someone I live in Idaho, they're like, Oh, what do you do there? And yeah. it's like my whole entire life is there and yeah. I have a community there and I, it is definitely very homogenous racially, but I've had wonderful experiences there. So it's not that it's right. like a negative place right. to grow right. up. It's been great, but yeah. Right. It, it comes with this challenge of sometimes things with you guys when you're younger, it just, Sometimes life is a little bit easier when you have more people that you can relate to, relate to yeah. in different ways. But, but Idaho has been great. I mean, the community has been so wonderful to be a part of it. People are just so kind and they're, they're family, you know, they're family. It's a different lifestyle. And you have to give, I mean, I think the really important part is you have to give to your community. You have to invest in it you have to give back you have to mm -hmm. take part in like the local activities and the local organizations and mm -hmm. and that makes your environment better for yeah. not just for you but for everybody like you know for people living there so i think that really made us feel like we're at home it's because and now we're we familiar yeah we're familiar area. with it you you know small town life is it's actually really wonderful it's pretty nice people overlook yeah you overlook go it a you, lot, I mean, yeah. you can't go out, out in town without not seeing someone you know yeah and you know yes it's homogenous it's predominantly white but you know these are the same people that supported me and stood by my side when there were comments that were yeah i mean offensive, right there were things like that and they sh there was a lot of people that showed up to my um uh your what's the word called uh my uh uh, what oh is God. it called? Like I inauguration, but it's yeah, not that. Something but like that. I know what you're I talking about. Out. I got sidetracked because of somebody. So, um, <laughs> and um, no, but one thing yeah. that I tell everyone uh, about your experience in the council was um, whenever you would drive to work, there'd be like two confederate flags in like the like in different, in pockets, different areas yeah. and i thought that was so badass like i get it like i'm not supporting racism at all but i mean the thing is pretty powerful to see an asian woman in politics a brown woman a muslim woman in politics in a community where oftentimes they're not as open-minded yeah and so i love that and so yes another question for you mom yeah go shoot <laughs> go for it, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's a lot of the Asian community is familiar with how, and this is, I think, for women in general, that women are not very much encouraged to seek out careers in general, whether it's politics or something else. Uh, so, and they're rather told to raise a family or do some other, something that's not along with working. So as a working woman who went to school at the same time and also raised a family, did you ever face that in your childhood? Because I know your parents, which are my grandparents, were very, uh, education and career oriented especially for you yeah. and your sisters yeah. but did you ever have that sort of sense coming from your community out elsewhere or within your family you know we, we this is a story with a lot of immigrant families right that they in america there it's a two family like two like both parents are traditionally working yeah so we have this understanding that women are also supporting their household particularly mm -hmm. immigrant families because it's not possible to survive in today's economy without two people working yeah so i think that was a big pattern in the general community overall but yes it was always also encouraged to have you know the woman stay at home dad's earning and this and that but in yeah. our family like my mother worked she, she worked moved, like two jobs yeah yeah enough. yeah so my mom worked when she moved to the united states and uh so you know we always had that and even though we got married or married early we never had that uh, barrier to pursue our education yeah like we were always encouraged from our parents from our in-laws from my 
from my, from your dad. Everybody in our family yeah. was pro academics and go pursue what you want to yeah. do. We guess we had to also balance our you know family life as well, but it just took a little longer. And I think mm -hmm. that also the important factor is like you have to know where your goal is. Mm -hmm. And you may take a different route, but the fact exactly. is you have to stick to that yeah. goal and you'll get to it. Not everybody has to go the traditional route. The same path, no. You know, get married Completely. late or whatever, have, go to college right away after high school. No, I mean, yeah. yeah, there are different challenges that come with both ways of acquiring your degree or your profession. But the fact is you have to stick to your passion and your yeah. goal. And no matter what route you take, be flexible, be fluid. You know, you have to adjust and you have to move. Uh, move and adapt to what's coming at you because that's that's the most important skill set exactly. you can learn in your life because what we think is going to happen is not going to happen you, yeah life throws you curveballs and you got to learn to adjust and um and respond that. to that yeah. and be able yeah. to respond to that without losing sight of your goals yeah, yeah. losing out of your goals and without losing faith in yourself as well yeah so that that's true yeah you know that it happens, like there <laughs> yeah. are, and, but there are a lot of families who don't have that support. There's a lot of women I see in the South Asian community, which may have these goals and aspirations, and it's just for one reason or another they're not pursuing them. Yeah, and uh, we see it happen we a lot, but you know it's you know you have to kind of push for yourself a little bit. You have to mm -hmm. advocate for yourself. I think that's the one thing I could really emphasize on as a minority woman. Uh, is that you have to advocate for yourself because no one else will nobody at the end of the day will, yeah, yeah. And that was the mindset even I had raising you guys as for my children like I had to advocate for you I didn't think that you know so and so is gonna come and push for you I had to go in front of the teachers going for the principals whoever it was that yeah. was there that I had to advocate for you to be you know to be go to the next level or to encourage you to be more challenging classes like simple stuff right yeah like, Oh, but you have so to cute. Uh, yeah that's my so wholesome so I always had this, yeah so you know and that comes with a lot of like you know I read a lot of books on parenting I read a lot of books wow on, like nerd professional stuff right like just what gets you motivated yeah, yeah. and self self-help I guess I don't know what you would call that yeah it's called that genre yeah um but uh, yeah you learn you learn from other women too I yeah. used to always look at these really amazing inspiring women who are you know, like Indira Nuri from who was a former uh, CEO of PepsiCo. Like, look at her; she's a phenomenal yeah. woman. Has two kids, has a husband, mm -hmm. has, and she's running this giant empire. Yeah. And and she's also a an Indian American woman who came from mm -hmm. India, right? She came out of Indian India from college and took wow. on a profession. And she's she like running an empire. Next now. Now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, that's like yeah. she. Like people like that have always been women I look up to, and I always say like, if they can do it, like why i don't like we don't have i mean everyone everyone has, has their reason, own struggles but, but it's like but to it's a certain possible, extent right it is yeah but what are the common things that are you know that she would say for her success or a supportive husband a supportive family and just believing in herself right? yeah like, those are the things we really need to do and advocate for yourself to do them yeah yeah and i mean last episode i think it was a lot i don't even know i always lose track of the episodes but i said the exact same thing that you did <laughs> like yeah, I think you, you, you i'm definitely her daughter yeah we yeah. do we talk about this a lot but um, you got to advocate for yourself and I understand because like not everyone has a supportive family yeah. So at the end of the day, the only person who's cheering you on is going to be yourself And that's something that I'm learning myself and I think like because at the end of the day Who's gonna cheer for you? It's going like if even if you have a supportive family if you don't believe in yourself You can't right. accomplish what you want right. to sometimes we are our biggest barrier. Yeah, like our oh, mind is yeah, our biggest, me. <laughs> yeah Sometimes our mind how we see things about ourselves is the biggest obstacle. Yeah, yeah. and you have to overcome that and um, 
and push through it. Like push through it. I mean, I know even to this day, I have days when I, many, many days I come across and I'm just like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I have to do more or I'm not, well, whatever I've done is not good enough. It's not, yeah. you know, but I have to see that. Yeah. You're great mom. I know. I have to remind <laughs> myself, no, I'm a, I, I got this. I'm doing yeah. a good job with it. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, with that being said, what, I want to know more person. Like I also want to know this, but what do your goals look like in politics? What is the next step for you? Cause I know you're just starting out and I know you got a, lo- a long way to go. So yeah. I want to know where you, where you see yourself in politics. You know, I, I am finishing my master's in public administration, yeah. which is also a degree that's related to nonprofit world government. And that's my focus is government nonprofit. And I'm just waiting to see once I complete it, what I want oh, to do. You're almost there. Yeah, almost there next semester I graduate. Yay, so. woo. But I know I want to do something particularly for South Asian women, like uh, create something, a platform or something to encourage South Asian women to pursue government positions, to be in politics. And, you know, I think that's really powerful. We are a huge population in the United States yeah, and we yeah. have a lot of power and, and a lot of potential. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And in, in our communities, you see a lot of the purse strings are held by women. So <laughs> it's really important for us to know like what our worth is, what our values and what we bring to the table. Like we have to really acknowledge that, uh, that we bring a lot to the table and that, and that we need to share that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at some point I think I'll go back into, uh, you know, public service. And if the time is right, maybe I'll do go back on city council. Maybe I'll go back on state, um, state government. I mean, I would love to do that because one thing I learned in city politics is like, there's so much we can do, but then our purse strings are held by state government to a certain extent. (laughs) Yeah. I want those policies to change. So we can bring more programs, more Mm -hmm. support, more education initiatives, more, uh, I don't know, work you know things that make people's lives easier when they go to work like see daycares like we don't have those things yeah to be like publicly funded like those things oh completely you get more people back in the workforce and you know Mm -hmm. just different policies that can make a big difference and even in local government if i get to state yeah and the rest i don't know it's a little too far (laughs) and i and i want to do something with my degree once i'm done graduating i think I could go into consultancy. I, I have no idea. She has, yeah. If anyone has ideas, go ahead. Feel, feel free to shoot them. At yeah, me. yeah. Comment, know, comment ideas for my mom. I should do with my, what should I do with my MPA? But, uh, yeah. Um, no, that's great. And I'm really excited to see the things that you do. And one thing that you mentioned that uh, I think is interesting is the reason why we need more um, representation in politics in regards to women of color and Asian women is because of your life experiences that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. Like, being a working woman, having a family, going to college, like all at the same time, when you get to these positions, these leading positions, you're able to recognize what barriers you held back that could have been prevented through yeah. government-based uh, funding or support. Right, right, like having right. daycares, like if you had a daycare right. when like we were younger, you probably would have more easily like, or right. more gone back to yeah. school. And exactly. Like so sooner, like yeah. earlier in my life than yeah. later. Yeah. But, but that's, you know, it's, yeah. but I want to like, yeah, you, we have to go forward and see like how, like, what does the future woman need? Like, what yeah, does a future, yeah. a future household need? You know, man and woman or, you know, what do future families need to uh, eliminate, you know, eliminate or reduce the barriers, reduce the challenges? So, yeah, I think it just, we need to have a more holistic approach to policies for sure. Yeah. Um, less party oriented and more oh, human, yeah. <laughs> human oriented. Like, what can I do to make somebody's life better? Like, you mm-hmm. know, are these policies going to make people's, lives more complicated or are they going to simplify things or you know remove some of the hurdles for them so yeah I think that's an important perspective you need to have yeah and but yeah 
So do you have anything else you want to add? I think that's been about like 30 minutes, but um, anything else you want to add? I, I think my, I think going forward, I just really want to really encourage South Asian women because I think this is a platform for them. It is, it is. Yeah, to go for it. pursue their goals and do not get sidetracked by social media stuff that you see all the time because that's <laughs> not the real world. Yeah. Uh, believe in yourself, believe in your ethnicity, believe in your identity, like be proud of who you are. Mm. Embrace your darker hair, embrace your dark eyes, embrace your nose, embrace your bodies, embrace, embrace your mind and, um, and nurture it and nourish it. Yeah. Nourish your mind with, with, you know, with quality content. Yes. So that's really important. Yes. And surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you, and support, support you. It's good to have someone who's going to check you too, but it's really important to find people who are not just Debbie Downers and naysayers, <laughs> but are more like, yeah, you got this. You can do this. That help you find a way that, that believe in you because that's going to take you to the next level. Yeah. And, and not be afraid to seek out leadership positions and, mm -hmm. and be really, you know, because you could do it. You, you know, if, if a per, you know, I've seen a lot of people in government who have minimal skill sets, particularly in a region like Idaho, where they come like, and you know, and it. Okay, I take that back. I no, I mean, they have yeah. like minimal skills to be in government, but yet they're there. Yeah, right? so, so no, they can believe, do it. You yeah, can do you it. Can, yeah, you can do it because you're gonna prep for it and you're gonna prepare for it. Whatever job or or profession you seek, be the best at it. Yeah, you know, prepare yourself, educate yourself, learn about it, so you are the best at what you're doing. And I think exactly. that's really important. Um, and then confidence comes with that and believing in yourself. So yeah, embrace your South Asian beautifulness and, uh, and love, love yourself. And, yeah. and that's, you know, cause you know, that's the other thing. If you love yourself, that's the number per that's the number one person who should love you is yourself. And then others exactly. will follow through. Cause then exactly. you exude that, you exude that confidence. You, mm -hmm. you, it's, you your, it's yeah. your aura, it's your aura. And people feel that from you, that energy. So definitely do that. And I have yeah. to remind myself to do that too. So it's okay. It yeah. happens to everyone. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is wonderful. I love interviewing my mom. She's really, she's, she's badass. She's amazing. Aren't you mom? I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, if my kids think that, then yeah. I, I think I she's am a cool, for sure. She's not right? a, she's not a regular mom. She's a cool oh mom, right? <laughs> I, I like to be an honest, uh, yeah. And a real mother, like yeah, like she, one, yeah. Like, call you out on your nonsense. She does that way too often, but it's okay. But, uh, um, Lina, thank you for interviewing. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, of I've course. been hearing your podcast, and I can't believe I'm going to be on it. I know. See, at first I thought I didn't have anything to bring to the table, but, but like I think I do. Very, I have a lot of yeah. good content for you. She guys. does. She does. See, again, going back to believing in yourself and uh, and uh, not having that imposter syndrome. Kick that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Take care of that imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's a big block in people's Com lives. Yeah, so. completely. But yeah. yeah. Thank you, mom. Thanks and I love you. I, I love you too. And make sure you guys check out the next episode. I've lost count of which one this is. This always happens to me. But thanks for listening. And make sure you review the podcast. And also check out the next ones that we have coming out. See you then. Want more of your Asian girl? You can find us everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We're on everything can't get enough subscribe follow rate review to get all the updates on the latest at dag let us know your feedback and what we can do to improve we also can be found on instagram follow us at dear asian girl to receive updates about our latest episodes and fun facts about the host we'd love for you to reach out dag dear asian girl a podcast dedicated to share the stories of asian girls everywhere for the asian girl by the asian girl